Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. Thank you for making us uh, part of your weekend on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. There's a lot of response to the um, Allison Azar case. I've seen lots of emails. There's um, a lot of activity on Twitter at The Roy Green Show, and I haven't looked at the Facebook page in the last hour, but uh, we're there, and all it takes is for the Prime Minister of this country to do what he said he would do. That's it. That's all. Just do what you said you do. So, as you know, and, and this all began in 2011, my conversations with women police officers, and it began uh, with the RCMP, and it began with a story that ran in uh, in the Globe and Mail. There had been some stories reported that uh, there was sexual harassment going on within the RCMP, and that uh, women officers were complaining about about sexual harassment. And then the uh, we started to put some names to the stories, and the first name that we became, I think, familiar with nationally was the name of Corporal Catherine Galliford, and she's been on this program quite recently. And uh, when she first began a lawsuit and first started to publicly speak about what she encountered, there are some questions about, well, maybe she's a troublemaker. Maybe she has mental health issues. And this and that and the other was floated out there. You know what was going to happen. But eventually, the RCMP settled with Corporal Galliford so much for mental health issues. They settled out out of court. There are more than 500 women who have class action suits going now, underway now. More than 500 women. I've also heard from men, male officers, who over the last number of years have sent me emails. And generally they've begun with or ended with, please don't mention my name. The commissioner of the RCMP, Commissioner Bob Paulson, in the 2011, I'm almost sure it was 2011, article that the uh, Globe and Mail wrote, the interview that he gave the Globe and Mail, the commissioner essentially said, if we don't get this under control, then this could be the end of the RCMP. This is the commissioner of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, that iconic brand that is all about Canada, telling one media organization this could be the end of the RCMP. And he said, read the, uh, read the interview, this can't continue, this has, to, this has to stop. And so I felt, and you know this because I've shared this with you, I felt that it would be appropriate if, the, if we invited the commissioner to come on this program and speak to it. Because we were talking at that point, we were speaking with RCMP women officers. Sherry Padalchuk was, I think, the first officer I spoke with. 
Her book is Women Not Wanted. You have to read the book. And you can find uh, Sherry on um, on YouTube. She's a powerful speaker. We'll have to get her back on the show. And she was the first person I spoke with. I spoke with on the, on the show in 2011. So we did what the, you know, contacted the RCMP uh, commissioner's office and media people, and we requested the interview. You know by now, most of you know, I've told the story. We did what they asked us to do, sent an, um, an application in, if you will, or a request, not an application, a request, felt like an application, a request for an interview with the commissioner Paulson. I got an email back saying, well, what questions do you plan to ask him? What? You want to know what questions I'm going to ask? Well, you know what the issue is, so you could probably figure out the questions. But okay, I don't normally do this. I'll provide you with the with the questions. I sent in the questions, and a couple of days later, I got an email saying, nope. I think it was one sentence, but it could have just been nope. And then we did, we tried again a couple of months ago, and it was to send again a nope. And then I was sent a story that, um, a news story from 1986, January 22nd, 1986. I can't tell what publication it was, but it says Ottawa. Allegations that female Mounties suffer sexual harassment must be reviewed by an independent body, not by an RCMP officer who might try to whitewash the issue, Liberal MPs demanded Tuesday. John Nunziata, MP for the Toronto riding of York Southwestern, told Solicitor General Perrin Beatty that an internal investigation by RCMP Commissioner Robert Simmons is not good enough. Quote, Will the Solicitor General not agree that an independent investigation into the serious allegations is necessary in order to avoid the possibility of a whitewash and a cover-up? End of quote, he asked in the Commons. Beatty sloughed off the demand, saying he has confidence in the commissioner's integrity and his ability to assess recent reports of sexual harassment and rampant sexism within the force. Quote, I can certainly give the undertaking that in this instance in which a member of the force comes forward with an allegation of sexual harassment, it will be fully investigated, and if it's found to be substantiated, then action certainly will be taken. End of quote. Right. Action will be taken probably against the person who came forward with the allegation. I'm only guessing because I can't talk to the commissioner because he won't talk to me. But that was 1986. How much has changed? Well, today I'm going to talk to a male 28-year veteran of the RCMP. He's retired, but 28 years as a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police who is also the media relations director for the Mounted Police Professional Association, the union for RCMP members. Rob Creaser does not dispute, I want to be careful what I say, and I'll ask Rob to respond to this, but he does not dispute that sexual harassment and bullying happen in the RCMP. In fact, he saw it while he was a police officer. Rob Creaser blames the situation on RCMP Commissioner Bob Paulson and senior officers who turn a blind eye to the toxic workplace the RCMP has become. He argues the RCMP needs an accredited association to assure transparency and accountability. He also calls for collective bargaining for the RCMP without the right to strike. 
So what's going on within the RCMP from the perspective of the Mounted Police Professional Association? Rob Creaser. Rob, thank you for taking the time. Have I properly described your feelings and your assessment of the situation? You you have partially, Roy, but I think it goes beyond the management of the RCMP. I, I think we need to look to our politicians uh, as well. Uh, as you so rightly just pointed out, 30 years ago, uh, there was uh, a call for independent investigation of sexual harassment claims, and politicians didn't want to go there. They They wanted to leave it in-house, and we've I think we've had 30 years of experience to say that leaving things in-house within the RCMP uh, is a recipe for disaster. So uh, sexual harassment of female members and civilian employees is taking place, and harassment is also taking place of male RCMP members. Fair statement? Fair statement. What types of bullying and harassment did you witness and do you know is going on? Well, um... There's legislation that prohibits RCMP members from talking about their workplace to people like yourself. And and that's handy, hey Rob. That's handy, isn't it? Well, and it continues, Roy. I mean, they just brought in this new RCMP Enhancing Accountability Act. The Conservatives brought that in, and rather than take out a section that would actually penalize RCMP members for coming forward and talking to the most important stakeholder in their service, and that's the public, uh, rather than being able to go to them and say, you know, holy smokes, this is, this is not fun being a Mountie. Um, they're prohibited from doing so, and they face discipline up to and including dismissal for doing that. So, it, so, so if, you can't, if, you, if we can't speak to specifics, is it acceptable? Is it okay to say, would you be able to answer this? Is there enough going on to describe the RCMP as a toxic workplace? Absolutely there is. Absolutely there is. And yet, uh, this government, the Trudeau government, uh, had a chance to um, bring forward legislation that would have allowed, for the first time in history, uh, RCMP members to have meaningful say into their workplace environment in terms of issues like discipline, harassment, staffing levels, which is huge, and uh, Bill C-7 that they put through the House of Commons um, would have excluded those things at the bargaining table. All right. Now, when, I'm going to put you on hold. Now, when we come back, I'll ask Rob Creaser to explain in layman's terminology what he just said to us. Um, about providing opportunities for frontline officers to participate in the process to uh, eliminate, if I understand correctly, the toxic workplace reality. Now, I, I know that there's always politics involved in everything. And the association has, has its objectives, and, and I don't blame them. They want to represent... The police officers within the RCMP, other police services also have associations. That's fine. That's fair. That's, I have no, don't have an issue with that. But I do want to say this. The people just fundamentally understand the difference between right and wrong. You do. And if you know that the way you're treating another human being is wrong, then you know it's wrong. You don't need somebody to tell you it's wrong. You know. We'll come back. We'll talk to Rob Priester about what's going on from the perspective of the association from the Mounted Police Association 
um, what's going on within the uh, the force, the toxic workplace. Maybe one of these days, maybe one of these days, the commissioner of the RCMP will decide he does actually want to talk to us. We'll come right back. <laughs> 